In our breakout and best-selling book, Looking for Angels, A Guide to Understanding and Connecting with Angels, Dr. Scott Guerin and I share how you can communicate with angels, understand signs from the universe and these celestial beings, feel at peace knowing you are always connected to source, and much more. Get your copy today at lookingforangelsbook.com, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or your local bookstore. And now you can even get the audio version narrated by me and Scott through Amazon, Audible, and iTunes. You are listening to A Psychic Story, a podcast that shares behind-the-scenes insights of people who lead supernatural lives among the ordinary. And I'm your host, Nicole Bigley. Join me every Wednesday as I dispel the myths behind magic and lore. Welcome to A Psychic Story. Mysticism. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of A Psychic Story. For today's guest, I have Melissa Sparrow. And Melissa is an Akashic Records keeper and reader and also an energy healer. And I'm thrilled to have her on the show because not only, as you know, we're going to start out with her story and how she got to where she is today, but also talking about ancestral lineage and healing and why that's so important and what it means and all of that good stuff. But before we get into that, I'm going to welcome Melissa to the show. Well, hello, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you again for coming on. So just a little bit of a backstory. I know Melissa because she actually booked a session with me and she had such amazing energy and love and light. And I felt led to ask her to be a guest on the show. That's how well we connected. And so that's why she's here. And I would just love to hear more from you about how you even got started in this line of work, Akashic Records and energy healing. What brought it on for you? Yeah, for me, it's like a long journey. But at the same time, it evolved very quickly once I surrendered. But that took least, you know, if I'm being honest, probably five years of healing, uh, deep, deep rooted healing, but I wasn't always ready for it initially, right? So began for me probably 2018. I just knew I wasn't happy in my life. I had this just this heaviness within me. I knew it was time for me to actually go inward and understand that it wasn't all external. (laughs) It was mostly internal, if that makes sense. And so I had a mediumship reading and um she uh told me at that point that you know my grandfather was saying that my heart was encased in concrete and oh, there wow. was so many walls surrounding it that i can't do it on my own like I, there's no way i could heal um and purge what i needed to purge alone so she gave me a name of an Akashic Record Reader, an energy healer, and I'd never heard of it. I was like, oh, I have no idea. I didn't know what it was about. And so I didn't go right away. It took me another year, if you can believe it, to actually like work up the courage. Were you afraid? I was afraid. I didn't, I, I didn't know what it was about. I mm-hmm. also was stubborn. You know, I'm, I'm guilty of being very stubborn and I figured, you know, I can do this. I can work through these issues. I mean, I had a lot I was purging, you know, as all empaths, we do unfortunately write our story as being 
quite traumatic, right? We have traumas that we put into our life and abuse. And I was a victim of relationships that just weren't aligning with me. And I wasn't being treated the way I should. I was coming out of a 21-year-old, you know, marriage that was, you know, left me not knowing who I was, not wanting to be here. If I'm being completely honest, I was very depressed and just needing to see the light. And so I finally surrendered to that and booked my appointment. And she was beautiful, amazing. Her energy was incredible. Um, the reading was so enlightening. I learned about my past lives. I've learned about, you know, my ancestral lineage, the women in, in my family, why we choose these relationships and allow ourselves to be abused, for lack of a better word. I also learned about my psychic abilities that came from my ancestors. And, and so it was a very cool experience. But then the energy healing at the end of the session was really what did it for me. I left that session. Like I looked at my hands, like seeing them <laughs> for the first time. Like it was like out of body experience, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I was completely enlightened in that moment. And I loved everything and everyone including myself. And then I realized, well, that's really what it's about, right? Is learning to love me because I didn't. I didn't love me enough to choose me and to choose my worth. So that began my healing journey. From there, I did some breathwork sessions with this same healer uh, where I was transcended to past lives. I met my guide, which is me actually in another lifetime in Ireland of all places. And it was a really cool experience because I, the music was going in the session and then all of a sudden it stopped. And all I could hear was the ocean crashing against this cliff. And then I was taken to the scene and I was walking towards her. She had her back to me and she was in this emerald green dress, which is so cool because green is my favorite color. And she had this long red hair that was just blowing in the breeze as the waves are like crashing against this cliff on this beach that she was standing at facing the ocean. And I walked, I, I just kept thinking, wow, she's so beautiful. She's incredible. Like, where am I? And then she turned and we met, like made eye contact and I was like, oh, that's me. Was it like your face or did you just, was it a different face and you knew it was you? No, it was my face. <laughs> but it was, but it was, she was more beautiful, if I'm being honest. I was like, wow. Like, and she smiled at me like a knowing, just a, like a so hello. Cool. Yeah, it was very cool. And also in that moment, I, I was like, oh, you can love yourself, right? It was just that, epiphany for me that it was yeah I am worthy I am you know there's more than the exterior to me there you know and to see her just standing so powerfully you know I just felt her essence and that really just impacted me it was kind of like it catapulted it from there so from there I would um you know I was told to do things that you know lit my soul right so for me that was I found the forest and so I started walking you know, two hours at a time through the woods. And all of a sudden I would feel the energy coming from the trees. Like I was, my hands would be vibrating. You know, when you hit your funny bone, mm -hmm. that feeling, I was, you know, constantly getting that. If I placed my hands on a tree, uh, the tree would tell me about its history. I could, I talked to it. 
I would know how old it is. Like, did it have enough sunlight? Was it nourished enough? Like, did it like the trees around? Like, it was like <laughs> the whole community spoke to me. And so the people I was walking with, I would always be like, can you feel that? You definitely like, have fairy and elemental energy around you. Just <laughs> FYI. Like, I think I said that in your yeah. session, but I was yeah. like, and that totally makes sense. Yeah. 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 It makes complete sense now because I can just, when I'm in the forest, I'll feel the soil. I'll talk to the birds. Like I'm just, that's me, my element, right? So that is what really woke up my energy healing. You know, I understood that I could feel energy, but I, I started to practice transferring energy. You know, my family and friends were my guinea pigs. And so I would, you know, practice seeing if I could transfer the feeling that I have when I hold a crystal, for example, into them. And then it just grew from there where I was like, you know, um, my mom became ill. She was diagnosed with cancer. And so I began to heal her. And, you know, she has a, it's a blood uh, disorder. So she has a lot of, um, you know, bruising and swelling. And so, you know, I, my brother and I were there one evening with her and I would, I placed my hands on her ankle because it was really swollen. And we sat there and myself included, we just kept going, Oh my gosh, it's going away. Oh, oh my God. Like within 20 minutes, her ankle was no longer swollen. And it was just because I had placed my hands on her. And so that it just sort of sparked from there. And I, then I understood, Oh, okay. I do have a gift. Isn't that so amazing when you can actually, it's one thing when people kind of confirm that you helped them, right? And mm -hmm. it's another when you can physically see something or you get that confirmation in another way. And what exactly. a beautiful gift for you to be able to experience that with your mom. And for my brother, because he's certainly not a believer. <laughs> and so he, he says to this day, you know, uh, if I didn't see it with my own eyes, I wouldn't have believed it. And my mom was hilarious because she kept saying, who are you? Are you like, you're my witch. <laughs> so it was kind of cool. So yeah, it grew from there. I took, um, I decided to, you know, dive in uh, and explore and see. I mean, I've always been spiritual. I've always been, I know, psychic, spirit sensitive, but I decided to take an Akashic Record course. And so I did. Even though my guides were telling me, you know, you don't need to do this. It's really just your 3D self that feels like you need this mm -hmm. course. Like you're, you already know how to access the records. You already, it's just a matter of remembering, right? But I did. And sure enough, halfway through the course, I was like, oh, yeah, they were right. I, I like it just all flooded back to me. I felt like I'd been doing it and which I had for many, many lifetimes. And then, of course, I decided, well, no, I, I'd like to do, see if I could tap into the spirit realm, like more loved ones, mediumship. Took a course on that. Same thing. As soon as I entered the course, my classmates are all like, oh, you, you really have to get a reading with Melissa. And I was like, okay, I can <laughs> tap into their loved ones. Like it, it just all flooded back. It was incredible. And it was also very, very empowering. And I feel like that was also a part of my healing, if that makes sense, right? To be able to stand in your sovereignty and understand that I'm here to give something to the world, right? Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to go back a couple of things, a couple of questions that I was like jotting down is, you said you saw your guide, which was yourself, 
Is that typical? Like, do a lot of people have that? Or is that your higher self? And can you explain that a little bit? Sure. Essentially, we do have many guides that are ourselves in other lifetimes. And I know that for me, it was like, wow, that's a hard thing to to comprehend because I always felt like our guides were, you know, um, these wise ascended masters, if you will, Mm -hmm. right? But actually, we agree to assist each other, if you will, for a team. And so I knew that she was a guide and she's very, very present. When I do tap into my higher self, though, when I'm meditating and prepping for a session, when I first tap in into my higher self, it's always me. I'm in like this little cocoon in the universe and I'm, I have an umbilical cord that comes down to earth and one that goes up to God and I'm floating. But then if I go further, the first thing I see is her. So I think it's twofold. I do believe that she's very connected to me, but I also feel like she's a guide, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's cool. I had never heard that before. So that's why I wanted to ask. And then explain a little bit about, so you were talking about healing and your your healing journey as an empath and what that looks like with relationships and abuse. Why this lifetime? And also, does that mean in past lifetimes you experienced the same thing? And so now this was the lifetime that you were able to process it more and heal from it? I believe so. I feel like this is the, it's a really important time right now for all of us on earth. I'm seeing so many of us breaking those ancestral patterns and cutting those cords. And I know that it was my time. I was ready. Trust me, I've gone back and seen so many past lifetimes where I was mistreated. I was, you know, not feeling enough. I was not feeling my worth. And, you know, I I had to do a lot of shadow work. I worked with a shadow worker during my healing. And um, for those that don't know what that is, it's essentially just uh, someone who's able to have you take, you know, a really good look at all the nitty gritty, deep, dark stuff that we've suppressed subconsciously, you know, inner child issues, um, you know, past lives, ancestral lineage stuff, you know, belief systems that we've incorporated you know, based on how we were raised. And, um, you know, once I did that, it's like peeling an onion, right? You just peel away the layers until you get to the root. Um, And for me, the root was just, just that uh, not feeling loved, you know, just coming from all those lifetimes where I wasn't loved and I didn't feel worthy. And externally looking for it, right? I was a pleaser, you know, I was the youngest of four. And so I found that I was constantly looking for affirmation externally from people instead of looking internally and understanding, no, you know what, everything I need is inside. You know, if I could just love myself, others will love me. Right? It's uh, easy to say hard to do, right? When we're there. Mm-hmm, exactly. So I wanted to get into ancestral lineage and trauma and really ancestral DNA too, because that's another thing. Because I believe that we contract and we decide who we want to have and experience this life with, whether they're friends or family or what have you. But there are people or souls, I should say, that we tend to have more experiences with over time. So can you explain a little bit about what that looks like and what it entails? So the ancestral lineage itself? 
Yeah, just all of it. So let's just take a step back. I think that there's a lot. We have our ancestors here in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then we have ancestors from past lifetimes. And to me, that's the ancestral lineage. And there's a lot of trauma and experiences and things, whether it's this lifetime or past lifetimes that we should heal from. So how does it all work together? And from your perspective, what does that mean? So for me, I feel like we unfortunately inherit our ancestors' baggage. And it goes, as you can imagine, way back, right? Back into all of the many lifetimes that we live. And we live so many, you know, here on earth. Um, And I feel like it just weaves, it's kind of like roots. That's how I see them. And they just weave their way into our, uh, you know, physical body, but also our DNA strands and our light body. And it just becomes a part of us, right? We carry that energy of their, even their words, their thoughts. And so, I mean, if you even just take a look at evolution, you know, the way animals know how to survive, that's also ancestral lineage, right? And so we as humans inherit that as well. And it sometimes isn't always good things that we inherit from our ancestors. And so it's important for us, first of all, to recognize that's the first step, that it's there, and then to give permission to a healer to release those cords, to cut and transmute all that doesn't serve you. I always tell people when when I see um, baggage, I see it actually as a backpack that's full of like heavy boulders and each boulder represents something from an ancestor, if that makes sense. And so it's my job to unpack that backpack and clear it. And it can be anywhere. A lot of times, you know, it's just dependent upon what what the the baggage is. If it's something to do with relationships, it's going to be in the heart center. If it's something to do with finances or, you know, any kind of stability, it's in your root chakra. If it's your worth, right? Not feeling worthy, like that submissive behavior that we see a lot in our female ancestors, you know, it's in your solar plexus. So I kind of go to the source and then I go in and, and clear, right? You say something really powerful and that the visual I was getting as you were talking is you think of our DNA, it's encoded. We all have our unique resonance. I've said that before on the show. No person is like us, that DNA, that spiritual vibration, again, that resonance. And so when Mm -hmm. you think about DNA, it's your mom and your father and then the people before them and then and it just goes on a hierarchy scale. So all of that's encoded in our DNA. So you think through all their experiences emotionally, physically, mentally, how that was just embedded in their resonance and then how that's passed on through our DNA and through our energy. So it totally makes sense when you're thinking about as baggage, it's almost like over time, it just is like, it it piles on, right? If we don't think, like it may be one situation, like if you were go without a father, your mom was very, you know, wasn't necessarily loving and and didn't know how to express love. That's your current situation. But you also have no idea about maybe those other ancestors before them, what they were experiencing and how that could potentially be holding you back on your spiritual journey and your spiritual path, right? Exactly. And many of us, when I'm doing the readings, it's, it's sort of a theme that's happening right now is the, their guides are showing them that there's an opportunity to, I see it as like a chalkboard slate to clean the slate and just clear it, right? Because when we clear our ancestral baggage, 
we are not only clearing it for ourselves, we're clearing it for our future generation, right? So let's say, for example, you know, myself, I came into this world with a whole whack of feminine abuse, right? On my my mom's side of the family, also on my dad's as well, if I'm being honest. And so for me to clear that slate, my daughters, I have three daughters, had the opportunity to come into this world with their slate clean, right? And so energetically, how beautiful is that, right? They can, their stories are going to be so much different than mine. That's beautiful. And I was also getting the message just now that it's not even the future generations because, you know, again, I've said this on the show, time is not linear. It's also your past. Like, so you're talking about your guide and your higher self. It's like Mm -hmm. all of those lifetimes right now that we're living that we're not experiencing at this moment in time, you're also clearing it collectively within your, your spirit and your soul. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, all I want to say, not all ancestral uh, inheritance is bad because if we look at our guides, for example, the ones that are us, right, in our past lives, that is where I gain all of my spiritual gifts is from them. Mm -hmm. The experiences, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, from all of those lifetimes and the fact that I took that into this lifetime. So we bring good into this life as well, right? It's not all bad. It's just that I feel collectively now is the time that many of us are purging and so that we can raise our frequency, right? And ascend to that new earth frequency that we're all talking about, right? To me, when you're saying that as well, it's the reason why I pick certain words is I release anything that's no longer for my best and highest good because all of it, like I, I try not to say good or bad, right? It's very hard. It's a, it's a mindset that I'm trying to work myself out of it. But when I say no longer serving me, because that could have gotten me to where I am and it did serve me, but now I'm ready to shed it and release it. Exactly. Regardless of what it is, right? And so why do you think that people now, like so many of us are being called to shed these things and to move into this higher vibration? Like from your perspective, what's going on that's forcing the hand and, and having us be forced to look at it and move forward with that? I feel like we are ready. I know that sounds really simple, but I feel that that's the case. I feel that collectively, there's just this frequency, right? All of these portals that are opening for us and all of this new DNA activation, like we're getting upgrades, whether we know it or not, all the time, right? From source. And I feel like it's just, it's like everything else that's written in our stories, this is written here and it's just we're the time is now we're upon it and it's so amazing and i feel like this is why there's so many of us light workers and healers and psychics that are you know you know tuning into their gifts i know i didn't just randomly begin to awaken to mine i know i have a higher purpose and it is to help heal and and guide the collective as as they awaken and ascend to this new frequency and and i feel like if we even look ahead to a year from now you know i feel like we're going to be in such a better place you know as as a whole because there's so many of us even you know the clients that i'm seeing you'd be surprised at 
their personalities. A lot of them were individuals that would never have thought about anything spiritual, okay? They weren't, you know, into any type of healing or they were very 3D way of thinking. And I feel like, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's like almost as if the universe is just kind of cracking their doors open, just a tat, you know, just cracking it open and and giving us all that opportunity to walk on this higher timeline, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, it totally does. I think that, you know, the bulk of people that come to see me are, I'm like so happy that the questions mm-hmm. that they're asking are more like, okay, well, where can I go or what things can I do to get to that spiritual evolution take that journey, take those steps because they're feeling that yearning, that higher calling. Mm-hmm. They That doesn't mean all of us are light workers, but what it means is that a lot of us are want to be able to ascend and evolve. And that to me is like really encouraging because when you look at it from 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that wasn't the case as much. And so I'm seeing that for sure. What are some things that if people were curious about, like obviously they can book sessions with you and other practitioners to better understand their ancestral lineage and all of that, but are there things that people can do individually if they want to start to tap into it or start to, I don't know, like heal that process, things that they could just do on their own? Oh, absolutely. Certainly the first step of healing is to understand you need healing, right? And then I always suggest people, you know, begin with, setting time aside for them, you know, beginning the process of loving yourself and creating space, if you will, for your healing. I always say, you know, do what lights you up because when you're in that frequency, you're already healing, right? So for me, it was walking in the forest. I, I, nature is my thing, but for some people, it could be the ocean. It could be whatever, riding your bike, but just spend time doing what you love and then seek out people, practitioners that can assist you because um, you can certainly do it on your own, but it's going to take a lot longer, right? Mm-hmm. And we're human. We want the quickest way to point B. And so I, I was the same. That's why I, I, you know, sought out my healers was to help me, you know, in the process um, because it's a, it's a, it's a team effort. You know, you have to bring those shadows to the surface and understand and see them for what they represent and what you need to let go and then seek a healer to go in and actually clear and transmute them, right? Anything that is not of divine love and light doesn't need to reside within us. Mm -hmm. And to so it's just really creating spiritual hygiene, right? You know, upgrading your vessel, making sure that you Walk as often in in gratitude, in love. And when you're in that frequency, it's just organic. It just begins to happen. I'm so excited you said that. That's the second time in the last couple episodes, people are like spiritual hygiene. (laughs) Yeah, because it's true. It's true. true. Like, yeah, we forget that, Mm -hmm. you know, again, similar to brushing our teeth or taking a shower, that there's also a cleansing and a clearing that needs to happen on that healing spiritual plane. And the other thing that you were saying that I feel like to me, it's just a repeating pattern, repeating message, I should say, is the feel it. My guides and angels are have been saying to people, like, if you want love, experience love. If you want to heal, experience that healing energy. And like you were saying, it could be an experience, meaning you're walking in nature, 
or it's a calmness and it's from meditation or it's whatever, but the emotion that you want to evoke and manifest is what you should start to feel it to activate it and pull it in to your present being and to your present experience. So that's something that's been coming up a lot lately for me. Absolutely. Meditation is so important. And when I say that to people, to my clients, when they ask, oh, you know, what can I do? And I say, well, meditate. It doesn't have to be, it could be five minutes a day, you know, and meditation looks different to everyone. Myself, I was meditating for years when I was running. I used to go run. I love distance running, right? So I would run for hours and you know that euphoric feeling where I would actually feel like I left my body and I could run forever because I you was. Were I was out. Yeah. <laughs> I was zoned out and I was meditating. I also love to cycle. So when I'm on my road bike, I when I'm riding forever and you know, I call it my road to nowhere and I can feel both of my grandfathers on either side of me. A, protecting me, right? But also we have conversations. Like, because you can tap into that frequency. Your mind is zoned out enough that you are now meditating. You just don't really know you're meditating, right? It's not that, not everybody has to sit in, you know, the the yoga position and, you know, sit there and try and fight with your thoughts that are coming through. And that's the other thing people always say, well, I can't, I get distracted. Well, you do it enough. It's like anything else, right? You do it enough and then you learn. It's muscle memory. You learn how to tap into that frequency and stay there longer. Yeah, I'm a terrible meditator and only just because I think I just have so many thoughts going on. But what I like to do with meditating is when I'm walking, mm-hmm. I like to think through that. And I also think of my meditative practice as like intention and prayer. Right. So I think a lot of times people think of meditating as like, you have to be all Zen and like, you know, mm, uh, and Mm -hmm. how do I sit still and how do I clear my mind? And that works for a lot of people and for others, it doesn't. So like you were saying, find an activity or find a way that you like to do it that rings true to you that allows you to connect to source the best way. Exactly. And, you know, it could be something very quick. I also suggest doing some kind of grounding practice, you know, whether that's a visual of seeing that root chakra. I visualize my root chakra as like this red spinning wheel. Mm -hmm. And then I pour in source energy as golden, right? Liquid gold. And then I have these golden roots that I visualize going all the way down into the core of the earth, wrapping around. It's a green crystal. Healing crystal. Of course, green's your favorite color. Green, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I draw that energy up and fill my spine and, you know, the front column and just fill yourself with that energy and go on with your day. And it does make a difference, right? It, it shifts you. It grounds you to Mother Earth. She has energy to give us. We just don't always tap into her, right? So... Yeah, meditation's important. I feel like Mother Earth is, yeah, to me, Mother Earth is the most important aspect that we forget and we're disconnected Mm -hmm. from because we are, yes, spiritual beings, but we have to live here physically in this human body. And so a lot of times when we feel disconnected, it's not necessarily just disconnected to our soul. It typically is we're not grounded. So you mentioned something very important is also how do you reconnect with Gaia and with Mother Earth and have that grounded force? So that's a really good point there. 
So I want to get into, so Akashic Records, we've covered it once before on the show. There was an episode. I know that you do a lot of that. And when I was looking at, if I was going to book a session, I was like, do I want to do the healing? Do I want to do the Akashic Records? Do I want to do both? <laughs> the double but, session? Yeah, the double session's a good one. Yeah. Right. But what is it for you, like explain the Akashic Records and how you experience them. And for somebody who hasn't had a session with somebody like you, what does it look like? What can they expect? So the, I always explain the Akash as, you know, this metaphysical library, right? And um, there's towers of our soul's records. I see it as this big book. It's gold and it has many chapters and each chapter is a lifetime. I know there's other readers that actually see like many records, like many books. I just see it as one. That's how I see it. And so when I go into someone's records, I access their soul's book that holds every, you know, past, present and future lifetime that they're going to live. Anything energetically that they're going to experience. So that's all of our thoughts, emotions. It's like this huge computer chip of our oversoul, right? And so when I go in, I always tell people, well, obviously there's a lot of information that's held there. And so that's when your guides and loved ones come in and they're amazing at filtering the information that they need to know right this moment on their journey. So if they were to come back even in a few weeks, the reading would be entirely different, right? Because they would have moved past that timeline or things may have changed. And so they often will talk about, they always, with me anyway, they always open with a significant past lifetime. And it's often that they want, it will often say what they're experiencing now, but also remind them of who they were, right? Because a lot of us have forgotten how powerful we are. And so our guides will often show a lifetime where, you know, we may have been very clairvoyant, for example, and we were a medicine woman or a medicine man, or it could be a lifetime where you suffered and, you know, helping you give have that understanding of why you're choosing, you know, these men in your life, like why? And so they'll explain to you, it, there's a lot of clarity that's gained in a reading, but there's also loved one reunion. So I tell people, yes, we're going to talk to your ascended masters and your guides, but your loved ones are waiting. Like oftentimes they're in the room with me, and they're waiting for the loved one to get there because they want to connect with them and they want to show them that they too see the bigger picture now, right? And they can also pass on wisdom to them. So they can expect, you know, anything really. The one thing I will tell people um, if they're worried, because oftentimes people come to me and they said they were hesitant because they're afraid. They're afraid, like, what if you tell me I'm going to die? Or Like bad what information. You, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, it's only of love. Do they deliver tough love? Absolutely. There's a lot of times where they're going to tell you things that, you know, you need to hear. Like eat well, get sleep, get on that bike. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> cut, like, cut that bad relationship out of your life. Exactly. Like they're going to say the things you probably already know. <laughs> they're going to say the things it, that you already know. You know, it's not like it's a surprise. And the other interesting thing is I always tell people, oh, you can ask questions, you know, feel free to interrupt me. And they never do because their guides already know why they're there. So every question that they're thinking of, it, they just answer. Divinely aligned, right? yeah. Yeah, divinely aligned. So no reading is ever the same. And it's it's just 
so, you know, rewarding for me to be able to reconnect them. Right. And they leave there with just this newfound purpose, you know, because often they'll give them if it's career advice or, you know, what course should they take? I mean, it, it can be just the most mundane question. And to them, like all questions are the same. They, they hold the same uh, energy, right? Mm-hmm. And the same amount of purpose. So, yeah. Why do we forget? We have to forget. Okay, but why? Why? Because I get a, I get that question a lot, but I want to hear from you, your, your perspective. Well, it's interesting. I just did a, a deep, deep, it's called dreaming awake meditation. And I was shown my soul's conception. I had like, I was a droplet of water. <laughs> this, I know it sounds insane. Crazy to visually see. No, I, I'm not saying you're crazy. It's just crazy, like mind blowing to like think about it. And so I was also, you know, shown how I, as a soul, was brought down into what we call earth. I was fighting it all the way. I didn't want to come. I, yeah, I was, and I felt this sorrow. I was crying and then angry. And I, you know, I, I, they, they, they showed me that earth was like a bubble. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that much like our mother's womb, it's the same premise. And so I, then I was inside my mother's womb and they said, you need to forget in order to remember again. And I felt them actually disconnecting me from my higher knowledge and wisdom and from, you know, that they they lowered the frequency. It was like a dimmer switch of my higher self. And I could feel myself, you know, losing that consciousness and then just being numbed. And they told me that in order to learn the lessons that we need to learn here, you can't be that highly conscious. You can't be that connection because A, you would you wouldn't want to learn the lessons because you'd be like, well, this is pointless. Why can't I just go back up to source, right? And so you have to uh, numb yourself. I know that that's the word they used with me. You have to be numb so that you can learn these lessons. And many of us came here to remember and to reintegrate into that connection of source and understand that we are all one. You know, it's a beautiful thing that that's what they showed me that we are all like when I, my heartbeat as a fetus in my mother's womb would beat, the universe itself would breathe. Like we are all so interconnected and they're like, it's, you have to separate in order to reconnect. Because if we came here with that understanding, well, we're all one, how could we have conflict? Right. Right. Yeah, I had the this message downloaded to me yesterday because I knew we were talking. And so they gave me the same message. And what they said was, because I was like, well, why do we forget? And why? Like, really, does it, do we have to? And they said the same thing, but it was similar but different that we forget because if we had the playbook and we knew how to go from A to Z, we would skip right over the middle of the alphabet and we would just go straight to Z. Why, like you were saying, would we want to experience the trauma? Would we want to experience heartache? And the joy too, the the things that fill us up and give us the, the experiences, we would never necessarily know how to feel it and embrace it. And again, experience it if we didn't forget. Yeah, 
and be grateful for it. Like mm-hmm. there's so many times mm-hmm. now where the beauty of earth itself is like, we should be so grateful to be able to experience that. Yeah. To smell the, you know, all the, the, gra- the, you know, a lawn that's just mowed. Like just, you know, when you begin to awaken, you really appreciate being human. Yeah, because we don't get that when we're, I mean, I know a lot of people, sorry to burst anyone's bubbles, like you think when you go to heaven, that heaven's going to be like, you know, a bunch of wonderful meals and experiences and all that. It's not a physical experience. No, you don't it's an energetic. Get, yeah. It's energetic yeah. and it's wholly different. And it's like you're everywhere and nowhere at once. You're all knowing, like you said, you're connected. You're just pure source love energy. So... That's why we're consciously here to experience those individual things because we wouldn't necessarily know how to, I don't want to say partake, but be disconnected yet connected at the same time. I'm already like, I can feel myself in moments. I'll be, I'll be like, oh, I'm really going to miss this. Mm -hmm. Like the smell of coffee in the morning. I'm going to miss this. Do you know what I mean? It's interesting when you awaken and you see the, the, the full circle of why we're here. Um, you know, I mean, yes, I'm still human and I still feel human emotion and my ego is still in check because it has to be (laughs) right. Otherwise I wouldn't be here, but, um, you certainly can kind of laugh at yourself a bit more. I think you said something really beautiful that I want to go back to too, is that your heartbeat and then the heartbeat that you were feeling is also the universe. I'll see Mm -hmm. if I can find the stat or the message, but it was that our thoughts, even just consciously happen, the universe can experience it all the way on the other side in a moment's notice. So every thought, every emotion, every experience that we're having is not just here in a ripple effect where we are in this place and time, but is actually happening on the outskirts of the universe because that really is the universal consciousness, our spirit and soul. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I I honestly saw it like, um, because they talked a lot about the matrix with me as well. Oh yeah, let's dive into that if we have a little bit of time. Yeah, please do, because I haven't covered that. Yeah, I was really curious. Yeah, and I was like, you know, I want to know. And they're like, do you really want to know? And I'm like, yes, I want to know. And then all of a sudden, I was climbing this umbilical cord, like (laughs) up through the universe. It was pink, you know, climbing, climbing, climbing. I come to the outer edge of our universe, and it's like this plexiglass feeling. Like I can't, I can't get through. And they're, and I'm like, well, I'm stuck. And they're like, no, you're not. Go within. The your way, your key out is within. So I went in and all of a sudden, as I tapped into my higher self and that higher consciousness, I got through and they're like, it's just there. It's your playground. That is your matrix. We've created it for you. And I was just like, wow. That's like Dante's Inferno. I said it before right? on the show, right? But like where Dante goes further and further down in the depths of hell and then he's at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. And then he goes through the devil. He goes through or the demons, all of that. And then he gets at the bottom and they're like, go through it. He's like, but I'm at the bottom in the depths of hell. And they're like, the only way out is through. Yeah. The only way out is in. So he had to go back through and then it was just like this whole thing. And that's the exact same concept. Wow. They're like, if you want to get out of the matrix, you have to go within. That's the only way. It's through your consciousness. Because we've created this environment for you. It's not real, right? It's your (laughs) ego thinks it's real. But it's not real, right? So then it expanded and it was like, well, go back to this heart thing, this breathing. And they're like, well, you're in the arms of the universe at all times. Like you're within it. 
if that makes sense, like a mother's womb. They showed mm-hmm. it. It's just the same premise. It's just this cocoon of love and source. And you're never like you're never alone. It's always you're you're within that cocoon of love. And so when you your heart beats, it ex it inhales and exhales with you. It's just and we're all one. Yeah. So for people that don't know what the matrix is, can you just explain that a little bit? I know it's a deep conversation at the tail it's end of our time, one. but yeah. but just just so people can kind of understand, because I I I'm tracking with what you're saying. So I mean, how do you explain it the most easily? Essentially, we're saying the matrix is like think of video games. Maybe that's the best way to explain yeah. it, right? False sense of reality. Yeah, like it's a, a false mirage. sense of reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's not real. Like, and if you if you think about that, sometimes I have moments where I'm like, wow. Like if you really tap into that and you're like, wow, like that couch is just energy. It's really not real. It's not there. We see it as a form, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not. Yeah, it's it's just this false sense of reality that that we have been placed into so that we humans can play out this game of life that we're living. It reminds me of that scene in the actual movie, The Matrix. And if yeah. no one's watched it, I would highly suggest you go. But when the little girl is showing Neo the spoon and it starts to bend and she's like, and he's like, how do you do that? And she said, you're approaching it the wrong way. It's not that the spoon exists, it's that it doesn't exist. So the moment you realize it doesn't exist is when the spoon like bends. Yeah. And that's the same thing. I feel like the reason why we're getting here in terms of the reason why angels and guides are asking me to ask this question and bring this up is because that's where the healing comes in. That's where your higher consciousness can connect. That's where you're ascending and you're spiritually awakening because you realize all of the things that are happening to you right now, one was greater designed and two, you have the ability to manifest and to move through it. So if you don't like where you are right now in terms of your job or your relationships or physically where you're, how you need to heal, it's a mind shift. It's a perspective and a shift that needs to happen there. And then your emotions flow and then you're outwardly projecting and manifesting the reality that you want to experience versus the false sense of reality that you're having. Yes, exactly. I know it's yeah. a big topic, but... <laughs> it is, it is. It's kind of like, you yeah, know, mind exactly. blowing when you think about it, but yeah. Well, Melissa, we have talked about a lot. And (laughs) I think that before we break and get into how people can reach out to you and what that looks like, anything else that you're feeling led to cover related to either what we brought up today or anything else that you had wanted to talk about um, during during this talk? Um, I think I'm just being nudged here just to mention the healing aspect, what is is involved with the energy healing session. Perfect, Um, yeah. And so... You know, just quickly, essentially what I do is I go within, right? I go into their uh, chakra centers, but also within their light body. And I do little, I call them little ceremonies within each, uh, depending on what needs to be cleared. Sometimes I see fragmented parts of their soul that could be from trauma of this lifetime or past lifetimes that need to be reintegrated or transmuted and, you know, just released. And so essentially an energy healing session just requires the client to be open, shut their eyes, relax, and allow me to go in and, as you so eloquently said, release anything that is not serving them. And that could be physically, you know, they could have a joint that's aching or a headache or 
but it's a lot of times very, very deep rooted, mm-hmm. uh, you know, ancestral cords that I cut. Um, you know, I close soul contracts if it's a relationship that needs to be, you know, closed and, and uh, released. So, yeah. Amazing. Thank you. I keep seeing these little lights. I don't know if you see them. They're not in like the video, but like over beside you, like off to mm-hmm. the screen, I keep seeing these little like gold lights. So sorry yeah. if I keep looking, but I'm getting distracted. That just means <laughs> that you're bringing some healing energy in as we're talking. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, no, that's awesome. So we've talked about just healing in general, what that process looks like, the Akashic records and what that is like. Also, ancestral lineage and why it's important to kind of clear that if you're interested in what that looks like. We also talked about the matrix, which is a whole nother larger topic later. Mm-hmm. Just really wanted to say thank you so much for joining the show. And how can people get in touch with you? What is the best way? And what are all your social media channels? Okay. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> this yeah. was such a pleasure. So they can uh, book online at melissasparrow.com, my website. And then I would love it if they would come and join me on Instagram at melissasparrowhealing. And um, on my profile page, there is all the information about my sessions, but also a link they can click to book as well. Well, thank you again for being on. And if anybody wants that information, it will be in the show notes. It'll be on the website. So you can go and get that and hope to have you on again, Melissa, for another another topic. So keep the list. Maybe we'll dive in a little deeper about the matrix during that time. That would be cool. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for listening to A Psychic Story. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode and join the conversation on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. All episodes are free on your favorite podcast player or at a psychicstory.com. Have a question? Is there a topic you'd like to hear more about or have a suggestion for a future guest? Send an email to contact at a psychicstory.com or leave a voicemail message at 1-800-880-1881. We'd love to hear from you and you may even be featured on a future episode. If you're interested in booking a session with me, you can do that directly on the website. And if you want to hear even more content hosted by yours truly, check out my other show, Supernatural Matters. Reminder that you are automatically entered to win either a free 20-minute intuitive or energy healing session with me if you leave five stars along with a positive review. Currently, reviews can be left on Apple, Stitcher, Podchaser, or CastBox podcast players. Don't forget to email contact at a psychicstory.com when you do, because it allows me to get in touch with you if your name is pulled in the drawing. Your name stays in until you win.